Why, hello there. Welcome back. I'm super excited for you to listen to today's guest. The guest I'm having on today, Natalie Wilson, I actually met her at a Empower You conference. We started to discuss how she's in the fitness and she has Hashimoto's. This made me want to interview her because I've learned in my experience with coaching and dealing with people that oftentimes people have hormone imbalances, autoimmunes, injuries, whatever the thing is, we have trials in our life and people often look at it as a stopping point. Like I can't have success in fitness and health because insert whatever trial is going on in your life. And I love Natalie's outlook because she's a fitness expert. She shares her fitness journey on social media, and she has a very intense autoimmune disease. When someone has Hashimoto's, the immune system creates antibodies that attack the thyroid cells as if they were bacteria, a virus, or like a foreign object. So basically, the body is attacking itself, and it's obviously attacking incorrectly. She also has PCOS. So between those two things, they're two very strong issues that can affect weight, can affect um, how you feel, can affect multiple different things with health and fitness. Yet she still loves fitness. She still shares fitness. She shares all her workouts. She shares everything. And she shows that you can still be very fit and very healthy and work around stumbling blocks like this, work around hard things in your life. So as I mentioned, she is a group fitness instructor. She has her ACE and GIF certifications, plus various other certifications for formats to teach in group fitness. Her social media following, she has 122,000 followers. And on her social media, she shares workouts regularly, ideas that you can do at home or at the gym or anywhere. And her social media handle is Nat Wilson Fitness. She is currently still coaching classes in person, and she loves to share her passion about helping others learn the importance of exercise, not only physically, but mentally, and likes to share her journey with her autoimmune disease and how it has made the best version of herself. So I hope today, as you listen to Natalie, that you can think about something you're going through, and if you're making it a limitation or if you're making it more like a stumbling block that you can step on and step over and think about something you have in your life and if you can rephrase the way you're looking at it. And before we get started, as always, if this episode is helpful, don't forget to share it on your social media with your friends. And today I want to give a little shout out to Cindy Sue. She left a podcast review called So Amazing. I found this podcast about a year ago, right after I had my second baby, and I binge listened to all the episodes and then binge listened a second time with both of my sisters. I love, love, love this podcast and all the great insights Andrea has. I've done so many diets trying to get my ideal body and have never reached a place of health for my own body or mind. I'm now starting to feel like I'm actually reaching goals and more importantly, learning how to maintain them after reaching them. I just have so much hope now in regards to my fitness journey instead of dread and disappointment. I'm so grateful for Andrea's advice and it gives me hope and helps me know how to teach my kids proper nutrition and training them as well. I can ignite change and be a positive influence in my kids' lives and help them grow up with healthy bodies and mindsets. Yes, 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 Cindy, you can. That is exactly right. If we can change our our mindset about food and fitness and health and even what we're going to talk about today, looking at things as like a wall, like, oh no, I have this issue, so I will never be this. That's incorrect. We have to learn how to look at things properly and positively. So thank you so much for the review. If you find an episode helpful, please let me know in a review. I read all of them and I love to hear from you. 
Also, in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about how strength training was helpful for Natalie. And the truth is, strength training is fantastic for everyone. And any type of exercise, you're going to want to pair cardio or strength training with high quality protein. That high quality protein connected with exercise is going to help you build muscle, which you know is going to speed up that metabolism, which we are all big fans of. I get my high-quality protein from ButcherBox. I am a raging fan of ButcherBox. We've used them for about two years now. It's high-quality meats delivered directly to your door every single month. You pick your box size, which is really nice because depending on your family size, you can pick how much or how little you want. You pick which meats are delivered. We always do organic chicken. We always do grass-fed, grass-finished beef. We always do steaks. My husband is a big steak fan, and he loves their steaks. So if you're a steak lover, you're going to love their Black Friday deal that they are giving to my listeners. And literally, it is the best steak deal ever. They're going to give away two free 10-ounce ribeyes in every single box for an entire year for you, plus $10 off. That is 24 10-ounce steaks for a year. That is an amazing deal. If you want to sign up and look into their offer, you can go to butcherbox.com slash make it simple and use the code make it simple to get those free ribeyes and that $10 off. Again, that's butcherbox.com slash make it simple. And don't forget the code make it simple. You are going to love their meats. I promise it makes it easier. They're very competitive in price when you're looking for really quality meats and it comes right to your house, which makes it easy. So you don't have to think things through. You know, when you open your freezer, there is good, high quality protein in there to help you reach your goals. I will also add that link in the show notes so you will be good to go. All right, let's get into today's episode with Natalie Wilson. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. Hey, Natalie, I'm super excited to have you on today. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. I a little bit laugh because when we met for the first time, like three sentences in, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this woman. (laughs) (laughs) I felt the same way. (laughs) We we would be great friends if we lived in the same city. (laughs) Exactly. I know. I felt the same way. (laughs) When we started talking, it was funny because within minutes, we're like literally telling our life stories. And I'm like, I have to have you on the podcast because I think your story is really important for the everyday woman to hear because a lot of times we think we're limited or we think diagnoses or hormones or different problems are impossible to get over. So that's why I loved when I found out, you know, that you had Hashimoto's and even PCOS and how you dealt with it. And I wanted you to share your story with us here on the podcast today. I really love that I get what I get to do what I do and help others feel and understand the importance of taking care of their body through exercise. And we're so on the same page in that. And even I love you share at-home workouts and a similar, you know, setup that I do. Just saying like, look, you can do this anywhere. You need your body weight. You need, you know, resistance bands. You need dumbbells. Some people have barbells. Some people, everyone has different things. But no matter what you have, there's there's room to feel good and to see changes if that's part of your goal. So how did you recognize, like, what were your signs and symptoms when you realized something's off? Like you just 
how did you know that you had Hashimoto's? How did that like come about? So I honestly think my symptoms started back in 2016 after I had my second child, but I kind of just blew it off as symptoms of being a tired mom (laughs) of two young kids. I just blew it off like, oh, of course I'm tired. Of course, you know, I've got headaches and I just, I'm not sleeping well. And I just blew it off. But it was about six months after our youngest was born and she was born at the end of 2018, which that pregnancy was very, very challenging um, and kind of scary. So I really think I did have Hashimoto's when I was pregnant with her. But so after she was about six months old is when I really started to notice really bad symptoms, bad enough to where, you know, I needed to see a doctor. So I started to notice like every morning I would wake up and I felt like I didn't sleep. Like I didn't feel rested. I almost like I was up all night. It's kind of hard to describe. Like I could have slept the rest of the day. And that's tricky because as a young mom, you're like, oh, this is normal. But you're like, Mm -hmm. but I'm happy that you recognize like, no, this is another level. This this was a total different level. And it, it was almost scary because I would just be so tired. I couldn't function. It was just a whole new level. I also had like flu symptoms, which was confusing because I would feel achy. Like I would, like I had the flu, but I didn't have a fever. I wasn't nauseous or had a sore throat. So I would tell my husband, I was like, you know, I'm just confused. I have the worst body aches. My joints just ache, but I don't know what's happening. You know, and I really struggled to lose, you know, the body weight from pregnancy. (laughs) Yeah. From the last baby. And I know like weight isn't, and really shouldn't be like a main focus. But you know, I just felt a little uncomfortable in my skin after having my last baby. And you know, with being in the fitness world, and the the knowledge that I have, I felt like I knew what to do. And I, I was doing all the right things, but just wouldn't budge. And another weird symptoms I had was I got hives all over my entire body. I would get them morning and night. It was the weirdest thing. Not everyone that has Hashimoto's will experience that. I would also experience terrible stomach pains, like sharp, sharp stomach pains. Um, So the hives and the stomach pains and the body aches is when I realized my body is trying to tell me something. (laughs) Something's not right. So did you go into a doctor and get tested? Because I think sometimes we recognize symptoms or we recognize something's off. And we often sweep it under the yeah, rug. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I often have clients where they'll say, you know, I feel this or that. And and I think they expect me to say, oh, well, you just got to suck it up. And I'm like, oh, no, you need to get your hormones mm-hmm. tested. Something's going on. If you're continually exhausted, if you're continually feeling like some of the things you said, just unique, different scenarios you need to go in and get tested. It's really important. I've had doctors on who have talked about different hormone imbalances and different situations. And that's why I did want to have you on because I'm like, this is a normal person who realized something is off. You know, something is off. I have autoimmune or something is going on. And for you, it was just recognizing those and then taking action. Yeah. It really was, you know, kind of being in tune with your body and just like my body was screaming at me something's off. Like what was the final straw for you that you were like, "Mm, was it the hives? It was the hives. And I do remember a specific day. I remember I was, it was after I finished cooking dinner and just, I was just exhausted. So I laid down in bed and my husband came in and I just like almost broke down in tears. I'm like, something is not right. 
I feel like I'm sick, but I don't, but it's weird because I, like I said, I'm not nauseous. I don't have a fever. I don't, I don't have a sore throat, but I just feel sick. Like I just don't feel good. So that was kind of it. The hives and when the hives came, I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to go see a doctor. So yeah, I went and saw a doctor. How far postpartum were you when this happened? Because I think a lot of people could chalk that up as postpartum. Yes. So I had a, a doc. I've seen lots of doctors and I did have one doctor tell me. I was oh, going to say, did you get kicked yep. back where someone said, no, it's yep. postpartum. And you're yep. like, no. I did. I okay. did have one doctor say, oh, you're just experiencing postpartum hypothyroid. Okay. And I was like, okay, um, so what do I do? And he just like didn't really give me any guide guidance. So that's when I was like, okay, I got to go see someone else. So luckily the doctor I went and saw, they actually knew my family history yeah, because they are currently caring for my parents um, and their health issues. So my mom had thyroid cancer and my dad has Crohn's disease. So <clears throat> I have a history of Mm-hmm. thyroid problems and autoimmune diseases. <laughs> okay. So because they knew of my family history, they just knew right away that I needed to get tested for thyroid problems. So I got my levels, my thyroid levels checked and they found that I had hypothyroid. So okay. right away they're like, we need to test your TPO antibodies to make sure to see if it's Hashimoto's. And sure enough, it was. So Can you explain real quick, just so everyone knows, what does a hypothyroid mean? So hypothyroid is basically your thyroid doesn't function right. It's slow because it's hypo. So if someone says they have hyper, it means that it's overly fast. Overdrive, yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. hypo means it's slow. And that's part of why sometimes people can struggle with the weight and struggle with some other things because it's it's moving at a slower pace than it should. And it's crazy because your thyroid pretty much helps your whole body function. Oh my gosh, yes. It is such a regulator. It's yes. a big deal. <laughs> it really is. So it's just so frustrating when it's not working and you're trying everything you can to get your body to function right, but your thyroid just won't help you. It just won't kick in to help yeah, and with that's, all your efforts that you're already doing. Yeah, that's a big one. It's that's to me, that's like when people will say, I'm not having progress. And I will say to them, are you taking a rest day? And they're like, yeah, well, no. And I'm like, well, that's why the thyroid turning off is like, (laughs) it's a big deal. There's a couple of things you've pointed out that I want to just reiterate. Yeah. A, that you went to more than one doctor. Mm-hmm. We've had doctors on the show and they suggest that too. If you see a doctor and in your gut, you feel like something else is going on, don't be scared to see a different doctor. Mm-hmm. That's okay. For when I had knee some knee issues, I went to one doctor who told me I needed knee surgery. And I went to another doctor who was like, you don't need knee surgery. We're going to give you this shot to help you with some other stuff. It wasn't even a cortisone shot. It was a different kind of shot. And I've never mm-hmm. had a problem since. Wow. So never be scared to see more than one doctor. And I also love that you pointed out family history. I think that's a huge one. When I was in school, I did my internship at um, a health department and I would go into the old folks home and collect their family history to have them give to their kids because it made it easier for their kids if they understood their, you know, grandparents' medical conditions to help with theirs. And it was interesting because at the time I was, I'm going to call it like it is, I was young and dumb and I was like, I don't know if this is even important, but (laughs) (laughs) But now, you know, 16 years later, I'm like, that was actually really important important, for those kids. And your story proves it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we could be unaware of what our parents are experiencing or even our grandparents, but that might help us in our own health situations like yours because you knew your parents' situation. 
-hmm. it was easier for you to go to a doctor and say, this is in my history. And then they were better able to help you in the process. Exactly. So I love you pointed that out. So yeah, I saw, man, how many doctors have I seen? I want to say four or five. Yeah. So I did have, uh, after I found out I had Hashimoto's, um, I went and saw a doctor that actually kind of specializes in autoimmune and they really focus on your food and kind of how food can be medicine basically. Yeah. So So, let's talk about that then. That's great. So how, yeah, once you found out the Hashimoto's, you've also mentioned um, PCOS and both of those as a coach, I recognize when clients come to me and they say, can I see changes because I have PCOS or because I have Hashimoto's or, you know, different types of autoimmunes or different, you know, functionalities of the body are off and they assume they can't see changes, but there's a lot we can do. So what did you learn about food in this process and how that could help regulate what you had going on? Yeah. So I went through an elimination diet. Now that was hard. Yeah. And sometimes you really have to do pretty harsh things like that to kind of understand what your body, you know, what triggers it has basically. Yeah. I went through that elimination diet where I, you pretty much eliminate all high allergy foods like gluten, sugar, dairy, eggs, peanuts, all the things. So eventually I came to realize that I, I have a, just a sensitivity to gluten. I, um, I get really terrible headaches. So I've been gluten-free for a little over three years now and it has helped my stomach issues crazy amount. Like I, I don't have the sharp stomach pains as well. So I would get terrible headaches and sharp stomach pains. And now I don't, I don't experience those anymore. I think people think of elimination diets as like It's the end of the world, which I think they're extremely hard. And I went through it during the holidays. Don't ask me why. Oh my goodness, Natalie. (laughs) Don't ask me why I decided to do that. I literally (laughs) cried at Thanksgiving. I had to leave and it was so hard, but I kept telling myself like, there's a reason I'm doing this. Eventually I'll be able to enjoy Thanksgiving dinner again. Like it... It was very hard, but it, it, it was worth yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that, it, like that example of how hard it is. But on the other side, like in the moment, like you feel like you want to cry and you had to leave Thanksgiving dinner. But now on the other side, you're like, I don't have the stomach pains anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have the headaches. And so realizing what things could, you could be sensitive to if you are having those things. So I think in the moment it's hard. But you have to look at the long run, even, you know, in small things that we do, like in exercise or really anything with food, if we can just be better at looking at the long run, I think it makes it more doable. Okay. So what else did you learn about food? Oh, so food, I sugar, just try and be careful with my, which I think everyone should be. Yeah. And I just am more, I'm just smarter with what I choose to sugar I choose to eat. Did they say that those foods caused your Hashimoto's to flare at all? Like, was it easier to keep it in check? Did you go on to medicine for it as well? So yes, I am on thyroid medication. Because most of the time you should. People sometimes think, I'm going to do it naturally. I'm like, don't be scared to try medicine for your thyroid. That's a big, the thyroid off is a big problem. So yeah, it really is. And and you usually will start at a low dose and it can be, it's, 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 you have to be very patient. (laughs) with the whole process of finding what dose works for you. So I've been in this journey for a little over three years and it's a roller coaster. Like I, I had one doctor that actually prescribed me too much thyroid and put me into hyperthyroid. Oh dear. Yeah. 
It was actually pretty scary. My I was having heart issues and like fainting episodes. I was shaky. Oh, it was terrible. So I'm actually currently trying to decrease my dose and get my levels back to a good good level. So it is a roller coaster. Do they change over the years too? Like is it something you're constantly having to change as well? Um it's just something you'll have to monitor. Okay. A lot of times if you find a good dose, you can stay on that dose for quite a while. Oh, that's good. But yeah, you just got to work with your doctor and get your levels checked pretty regularly. Is there anything they told you to add food-wise or even just lifestyle-wise that would help? Yes. So as far as food, just like all the things, just lots of vegetables, just try and get natural food. Try and not get the processed food. And then also adding in supplements like vitamin D, okay, um, which is huge for people with Hashimoto's. And I actually take a selenium supplement. And selenium there, I mean, there's been lots of studies to show that selenium can actually reduce your thyroid antibodies. So, and I, I try and take other anti-inflammatory supplements like turmeric oh, yeah. um, as well. So I, I, you know, adding, I just like do a lot of research on anti-inflammatory foods and kind of really focus on those foods, just whole, whole foods pretty much. Okay. <laughs> and it's okay to treat yourself every once in a while. But just yeah. be smart with what you pick. Yeah, and just add the variety. And like I said, like you said, I should say, be smart <laughs> with what you pick. You can you can have some freedom, but just still focus mm-hmm. on the things that are going to make you feel good. That's what's yeah. important. Sometimes I think people forget how things make them feel. Uh-huh. Sometimes things taste fantastic, but how does it make you feel? That's very yeah. different, you know? It's, it's crazy when I was on the elimination diet and I kind of was adding things back into my diet. It's almost my palate almost changed <laughs> to where I – like certain sugary foods or I didn't like anymore. Oh, interesting. It, yeah, it was quite interesting. And I so I actually was grateful for that, for that reason. Yeah. Like I don't crave those things anymore. How do you, so with those food items, is there anything else you felt like being aware of or lifestyle that helps it? Honestly, exercise. But it's hard with exercise because with Hashimoto's, you it's inflammation. And mm-hmm. exercise can, can increase your inflammation if you have too much exercise. So we, inflammation is good when we know our bodies need inflammation and it's it's good, but too much can be harmful. Okay. But you know, exercise does, it actually produces some anti-inflammatory components or compounds like endorphins, mm-hmm. you know, helps detox the body, helps circulation, helps deliver nutrients. We all know that. Um, yeah. So it can be hard to kind of find that balance. Of, but you can overdo it. Yeah. Yeah. Exercising enough to reduce inflammation but not too much to increase inflammation. Is there a style of exercise you found helpful? Like have they said like too much cardio? I feel like maybe interval or high intensity might, if you overdid that, that would be easy to cause, you know, inflammation, but maybe have they mentioned strength training over? Yes. So for me personally, I heavy lifting. Okay. Strength training and walking. I'm a a big believer in low impact exercise. (laughs) Right? Walking, like even just a like a small small incline walk. I do I do that every single week in my routine, my you know exercise regimen. I I walk, and if ever I feel like I'm in a flare, and my body is telling me that I need to take it down a notch, or if I've had a week where I've kind of taught too many classes, or I just overdid it in my workouts. Mm -hmm. The following week, I will decrease my intensity a little bit and I'll just walk. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still moving my body. I'm still getting the benefits of exercise. That's honestly what has helped me. And just being patient and listening to your body. If your body is telling you, if you feel pain, if you feel like that inflammation, if your 
joints are hurting, if your body's aching, just take it down a notch. Yeah, it's your body talking to you. Sure, yeah. and, and I do feel like some of those lighter impact do get a bad rap, like it's not good enough. And it's like, the truth is variety. If you've listened to the podcast long enough, you know, I believe in variety. Yes. I love a good interval workout. Yep. I love going on a walk. I love strength training. I love, you know, like yoga, having that variety Mm -hmm. in your routine is very helpful. Adding that strength training to help with obviously muscle and some of that stuff, but the variety is good. But listening, like you said, to your body, Mm -hmm. Hey, you know what? It feels off. And even for anybody, Mm -hmm. there's been days when I woke up and I'm like, Mm, something's not right in my body. I don't feel good. I'm going to make it a rest day or I'm going to do a very like light day or something, you know, just listening instead of always driving in. No, yeah. I planned a seven mile run for today. <laughs> You're going to do more harm than good. You know, I'm doing it no matter what. And then it ends up backfiring. <clears throat> exactly. Like, and stretching, like stretching has been super helpful for me. And a lot of symptoms Hashimoto patients go through. The huge ones are, you know, fatigue, bowel issues, slow metabolism. And we know that exercise helps those things. So you don't need to, like you're saying, you don't need to have hardcore workouts every single day. Listen to your body, but keep, just move your body and you'll get the benefits. A big thing that I noticed, like we talked about, is that people often, as a coach, people will often, and I'm sure they come to you as well and say to you, (laughs) I have this. So can I even see change? I have, you know, insert whatever, whatever hormone imbalance, whatever autoimmune, whatever it is. How do you work around yours? Like, how have you done that to still stay active? Because if you look at Nat's page, she's super active. She's a, she's a great follow on Instagram. She has great ideas. So how do you still do that with what you have going on? And what are your kind of thoughts on that? So whenever I have someone come to me and because I, I have a lot of people that come to me and say, oh, I have Hashimoto's as well. This is what I'm struggling with. You know, how, how, do, you, how do you do it type of thing? And, you know, I, I have to tell you this. So at first, when I first got diagnosed, I, I honestly went through the grieving stages. And I think you have to. Yeah. I think like, you have to. And I think that's normal for people to know. Like, Yes, it's very normal. Yeah. Like I went through, I, I was in denial. I was like, no. I don't have an autoimmune disease. Other people get that. Like, there's no way I have an autoimmune disease. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm fit. I, I try and eat well. So I was in denial. Then I was angry. I, mm. I, I was like, this is not fair. I've worked so hard to get myself healthy, and I, my body still doesn't want to function right. But you know, once I got past that, those stages, and got to that accepting stage, and I realized. I don't want this to control me. This isn't who I am. And I'm in control of my life, even if there's this little stumbling block in front of me. It doesn't have to define me. Like I I can move forward. I can learn from this. And I've almost feel like it's been a stepping stone to a healthier me because I I almost feel if I didn't get diagnosed you know, I'm, I'm making these healthy changes that I probably would not have done if I didn't get diagnosed. Yeah. So I, I, I like to tell people that, you know, make this, have this be an opportunity to really change your health and change your life. Like it really can be a life changing experience, even though it can be an obstacle. So it's really been a great opportunity to 
kind of help others who are suffering through this. But I mean, it is hard. It is, you might go through that grieving stage longer <laughs> than, than you would like. And there are times where I, I feel sorry for myself. Yeah. But that's okay. But you got to just, you got to move forward. If you, if you get stuck in that feeling sorry for yourself and that anger, it, it will make you feel worse. And so I just really changed my perspective and said, you know what, this is an opportunity to, to really change my life and make myself healthier. So that's kind of what I've been trying to do and helping others learn as well. I, I can relate to that on a different level with my hip where I felt all those same things. Maybe it's not an autoimmune for people, but a trial and injury, whatever, where I felt the same emotions of, no, I'm healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to develop avascular necrosis. Like I have no, yeah. I have none of the symptoms. And then there's anger and then there's sadness. And then, mm-hmm. and then you do have to shift and say, I'm going to use this as a stepping stone. Like you said, mm-hmm. I love that you called it a stepping stone. I'm going to use this as a, as a block to stand higher Mm-hmm. And then almost as a block to share my story yep. so that other people can realize it's okay. You can still be healthy. You can still, you know, be fit and strong and still have a, you know, a great relationship with your body and see changes and feel good. Even when you have those stumbling blocks, you just got to learn to stand on them. Yep, exactly. You got to learn to climb up them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and people, you really can live a very successful and almost symptom-free life if you put the effort into keeping your body healthy through exercise, listening to your body, and choosing the right foods. I love that. I saw a quote the other day that said, um, in like trials, the purpose of a test, we're going to call it a a trial in this situation, Mm -hmm. is to reveal your true character. Oh, yeah. It's not for you to fail. You don't fail when you have a hip injury or a mm-hmm. you know Hashimoto's or whatever's happening in your life it you don't have to fail but you can use it as a moment to allow your true character mm-hmm. to reveal itself that you can overcome mm-hmm. and that you're not stuck no matter the scenario because everyone's scenarios are different everyone's dealt different cards and they yeah. don't all look the same but it doesn't mean that we can't excel and have success in our realm, even with those stumbling blocks we do have. Yeah. Yeah. With Hashimoto's, I I like to tell people too, you know, this is, it's a lifelong condition that, I mean, we research has shown there hasn't been a cure or (laughs) they don't have a cure. Yeah. It's a, you know, lifelong condition that will, it will require a lifetime of seeing what works with, what works for you and what doesn't. So you got to kind of play around with maybe I'll I'll try and see if I can do an elimination diet and maybe I'll eliminate gluten for a little bit and, and see how it makes me feel type of thing. It, it's really just playing around with different ideas and researching. I am constantly researching <laughs> on my computer. Are you a, are you a part of any like groups like that like support groups or anything for different I you should. I, I I am not, but I I should be. <laughs> if anyone really knows should. of any, reach out. Leave it yes, in a <laughs> leave it in a uh, comment or something on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be great. Well, that's awesome. Okay, I loved your story. The reason I did, like I said, want to share it is because I have seen so many people say that they feel like they can't see changes or can't be healthy or can't this and that, and they let the can't 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 
define them in different mm-hmm. scenarios. So I felt like this was a really good example of not a doctor, an everyday mom who loved fitness, you know, that still was able to keep her health and still is able to share your passion. You know, you're still mm-hmm. teaching, you're still doing all the things you love, but you've learned how to modify to make it work for you based on your condition. And I love that because it's an everyday story that we can all recognize. Like there's simple heroes in all of us. There's simple things that we can all do in all of us that allow us to be more powerful and allow us to share our stories and to know like, it's okay. People's lives aren't perfect. And everyday Mm -hmm. people like me struggle with these things and they can still excel, you know, especially in health and fitness, because a lot of times people assume if I have this, I can never be fit. Yeah. You can never be healthy. And I love that. All yeah. right, Natalie, where can we find you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Nat Wilson Fitness. And I that's kind of mostly where I'm at. I know that's where I hang out most of the time too. <laughs> Hopefully it will continue to grow into different platforms, but that's kind of where I, my main focus is right now. So perfect. Yeah. Thank you, Natalie, so much for coming Thank on today. Thank you. I had so much fun. Thanks. I truly hoped you loved Natalie and her story. There wasn't anything crazy about it. There wasn't this maybe historic situation, but that's why I wanted to have her on so that you could see an everyday person and how she dealt with it and how she's worked around it and how it doesn't have to always be complicated. We have to learn to listen to our bodies. She listened to her body when she realized something was off. She listens to her body when she realizes, you know what, I need to have a down day where I walk less. It's really important to listen to your body. She learned how to adjust her food based around what she was feeling and paying attention. And that process was really rough for her, like an elimination diet to figure out what was her body was sensitive to with her autoimmune and causing inflammation was really, really hard. But she did it and then she came out on the other side. So I hope no matter what you're going through, any struggles, friends, family, anyone who maybe has an autoimmune, who has an injury, who has a hormone imbalance, that they know that everyday people struggle with this and we can work our way around it. It doesn't have to be a wall. You can step onto that stumbling block and then share your experience with others. And it's definitely might be a long road, but that's okay because it's going to reveal your character. So don't get discouraged. I mean it. I say it every week. You are doing so much better than you think you are. All right. We'll chat next week.